All right. Uh, if you if you don't follow the news closely, you might have missed this. But Ada Deer, prominent Native American leader in in Wisconsin and and nationally, she died Tuesday night at the age of eighty eight. Uh, trailblazer is one of the terms. Game changer, uh, ins- inspiration. Member of the Menominee community uh, and a champion for indigenous communities across this great country of ours. First woman to head the the Bureau of Indian Affairs. And I wanted to get on somebody who who knew her, and I, I saw some of the tributes coming in this week. And that person today is Ben Wickler. He's also, by the way, the uh, chair of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And Ben joins us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on, Steve and Sandy. Good to be with you. And, Ben, you have a very special connection to Ada Deer. I do. Then this has been a, a really tough week you know, for that reason. Ada was my godmother. She was the first person who wasn't my parents or the hospital staff to hold me when I was born. Wow. She's been a big part of my life uh, pretty much all the way through. And when she ran for Congress in 1992, that was the first political campaign I ever volunteered for, got involved with. Uh, So there's a real direct line between her role in my life and the work that I'm doing now. And she's had that kind of effect on many, many, many people. I met her briefly once. I don't even remember the event, but I remember remembering that conversation, uh, that brief conversation. But for those who didn't know her or know her work, tell us about her. Ada grew up, uh, was born and raised on the Menominee Reservation in a log cabin uh, without water or electricity um, with uh, one of five siblings and went on, I guess when she was a teenager, she was one of six young American Indian women to be selected by Columbia Pictures to come out and do a screen test as they called them the most beautiful young Indian women in the country. And uh, then, and from a very young age, I think, had this enormous drive. She went to Shano High School, um, became the first Menominee woman to graduate from the University of Wisconsin at Madison, became the first American Indian woman to get a master's in social work from Columbia. Um, and as a social worker, I uh, started you know, doing a bunch of different community work in New York and Minneapolis and Puerto Rico, but then came home because her tribe, the Menominee Nation, their federal recognition of the tribe was terminated by the by the U.S. government. And she worked with a bunch of people to build a campaign that succeeded in getting Congress to pass a law restoring recognition of her tribe. It was signed by President Nixon. She became the first woman to lead the Menominee Nation and went on ultimately to be the, the senior most government official in charge of overseeing uh, Indian Affairs, the Bureau of Indian Affairs for the entire country and expanded recognition of tribes all over Alaska and, and more in the continental United States. Um, she was the first woman to lead that agency. That was one of many, many things that she did. But she had a, a huge impact on national policy, on state policy, on her tribe, uh, just blowing past boundaries that had stopped so many other people from from creating that kind of change. And in the process, inspiring many, many, many people to get a higher education, to get involved in public service, in uh, in academic work. She led the Bureau of, the, excuse me, the Department of American Indian and Indigenous Studies at the university, um, and to to try to create change for women, for, for Native peoples all over the U.S., and for just about everybody. She was an extraordinary role model. I love this quote from her. I got it from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, but I've read it before. She said this in 2018. I speak up. I speak out. It's not like I plotted and planned. I just had this general goal. I want to do, and I want to be, and I want to help, and I've been able to do it. People think you're born this way, but you create your way as you go along. No, your life evolves. I love that message, Ben. It's 
a message that all of us really can internalize. One of the things that she said so many times is that you don't have to wait around for someone else to do something. She got very impatient with people who would just complain about things that were wrong. She would say, you can go out and do it. Uh, I, I uh, wrote down another quote from her, the, I think, yesterday. It's along similar lines. She said, I want to stress this to you. Whatever your color, whatever your culture, you can make a difference. You can make an impact. You don't have to sit around waiting for somebody else to do something. And she once said, you don't have to collapse just because there's a federal law in your way. Change it. What a force. What an absolute force. Because you said blowing through boundaries when you were describing her. And I mean, that just had to be difficult. Uh, and I love that, Steve, that you brought up like it, it you know, because sometimes people are just like, oh, it's just how I'm built. We're just going to keep moving, keep moving. So that there really was a choice of hers to pursue all of these accomplishments. And Ben, what do you think she would want to be remembered for? Is there one particular accomplishment? One thing that, I mean, certainly the the restoration of the Menominee tribe was a major historic thing. But I, uh, something that she was so proud of that I think about often is when she was in the Department of Interior running the Bureau of Indian Affairs, a... Uh, kind of proposal reached her desk to sign into federal into law the federal recognition of all of the Inuit and Native Alaskan tribes and villages and, and local communities, hundreds of them that have been had been seeking federal recognition since Alaska got it stated really. And she signed that piece of paper and she used to marvel like with a stroke of a pen, suddenly all of these these communities that had, you know, roots of thousands of years in many cases were sovereign and had federal recognition. And she, you know, she wasn't somebody who was obsessed with procedural niceties and, and kind of making sure everyone felt uh, like things were moving at the, at the appropriate slow pace in the federal government. She just made things happen. So she took a lot of heat for that, but it changed the lives of so many people. And when she traveled to Alaska, you know, people would find her on the street and thank her because uh, it really changed their lives. So that's something really extraordinary that I know she was deeply proud of. And uh, it's really a, a historic piece of leadership that, that she exercised when she was serving in the Clinton administration. Ben Wickler joining us on WTMJ. Talking about his godmother and, a, and an iconic Native American leader, indigenous leader in the state of Wisconsin and the country, for that matter, Ada Deer, who passed on Tuesday at the age of 88. Do you, uh, this is a question about the Menominee Nation. Are they, how are they now compared to how they were when she started working so effectively for them as a tribal leader. I mean, the improvement they've made, the, the change and adjustment they've had to make in this state, which frankly has a lot of uh, different indigenous peoples. Yes. I mean, when they were terminated, the Indian Health Service funding stopped. The, all the kind of treaty obligations that the United States had incurred when uh, Menominee you know, essentially had to cede their, their lands and move into the small reservation all that federal support stopped flowing, and the Menominee Nation was in crisis. It was the poorest in termination that changed from a reservation to a county. That's why we have a Menominee County today. All the other tribal nations have reservations that you know are are separate from the county jurisdictions. Uh, but Menominee County was the poorest county in the state. It didn't have a functioning clinic. It didn't have uh, you know enough food, basic basic support and supplies. The the schools were closing, and her father was one of many, many Menominee uh, kids who were taken from their parents and put in a boarding school mm-hmm. as part of the U.S. government's policy of trying to, they said, kill the Indian, save the man. That was the, that was the slogan. Um, he wasn't allowed to speak his 
his native tongue. So Ada never learned the Menominee language uh, with, you know, with fluency because her father essentially had it terrorized out of him as a, as a child. And the difference between that moment of total kind of freefall when the U.S. government had essentially dropped dropped this, this once sovereign and future sovereign nation um, as though it didn't owe anything to people whose, whose land it had taken uh, to now is an enormous change. There's now the the college of the Menominee Nation. There's, um, you know, there's tribal schools. Kids learn about their culture and their heritage and their language. Uh, they have, uh, you know, a functioning health center and community center. I, I was actually there with Governor Evers and, and Ada campaigning for Governor Evers last year. And we were in this beautiful facility that was there to support the tribe. Now, they still have many challenges and many things to work on, but they've been able to, to preserve this extraordinary Menominee Forest, which is studied internationally as a model for forest management uh, because of the, the tribe's deep, deep respect for the, for the forest and conserving, conserving the, uh, their natural resources and, and the, the natural world for you know, many future generations to, to, to be able to enjoy. And if you imagine a world where Ada hadn't lived and this group of leaders within the tribe hadn't worked to get the federal government to change its mind, I don't think we, we could we could imagine that we'd have any of those successes now. So it really is uh, uh, one description of her and uh, of Ada is as a force of nature. It's as though it's as though there was a force of nature that blew back uh, a a terrible situation into a, a situation where there, there is hope for progress. And Ben, as we honor. Ada's accomplishments. Who are the people carrying on Ada's work? The change makers who are going to continue uh, making change in, in the Native American area. Who should we keep an eye on? Well, I mean, one extraordinary thing is that Ada was the first woman to lead the Menominee Nation. There's now been, I think, five or six different women chairs, including Gina Kakak, who's the current chair of the Menominee Nation. Ada was the first American Indian woman to win a congressional primary in the country. And now we have... Uh, I think we have Mary Paltola from Alaska, who you know, has a deep connection to Ada uh, because of her Alaska roots, uh, and another um, Native American woman in Congress now, and Deb Haland as well, who was elected to Congress and now is the Secretary of the Interior and is the first Native American woman to lead that department. She's posted a beautiful tribute to Ada. Um, so Ada, Ada kicked the door open and then held it open to make sure that other people could go through it. Also at Ada's 88th birthday party, which was eight days before she passed away, a series of different women in public office in Wisconsin, from the lieutenant governor to Senator Tammy Baldwin to Secretary of State Sarah Godlewski and the leaders of both of the legislative chambers, came and spoke to Ada about how she had inspired them and shown them what was possible for women candidates. Uh, so both you know, Native American leaders who are serving in real significant public service uh, roles and uh, so many women in Wisconsin and across the country who have you saw in Ada someone who was told you know, she was the wrong kind of candidate? She used to give the speech. She'd say, uh, "People ask me, I'm running for office. I'm a woman. Wrong. I'm an American Indian. Wrong. I'm a social worker. Wrong. I have average means. Wrong." And yet she won her primary uh, race, sixty forty, and came close to winning the congressional seat. Uh, that now is held by Tammy Baldwin, who was the first woman to be elected to this congressional seat. So Ada really has. Her her legacy carries forward in anyone trying to change the world for the better, and and certainly in American Indian women and and all women who are serving in these kinds of public roles. A wonderful person uh, passed away at the age of eighty eight on Tuesday. Ben, do you have a chance to stick around? We'll take a break. Do you want to talk some politics? Sure. All right, we'll take a break. Ben Wickler, he's uh, he's also the chair of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin.